This is Polly, and welcome to our podcast, As Far As I'm Concerned. We're a relatively chill podcast that gives often overlooked students and teachers a platform on which to express their opinions on social issues through a casual format they're comfortable with. Just a bit of background information that we probably should not be telling random strangers on the internet, but that is necessary for sufficient context. We are all private high school students. This is not affiliated with our school in any way and should not be treated as such. So for today's discussion, we have school. Let's get started. So as you all know, we have recently started school again after summer break and after having school online last year. And it can be kind of a big transition. So how is school going for you right now and what is the best and worst thing about it? Let's start off with Mila. Well, the best thing about it is that we can actually pay attention in class again. No more excuses to get distracted and learning is effective. We take notes, all of that. And of course, seeing friends again. The worst thing is the commute. I really didn't realize how horrible it was until I was able to experience a year without it. And now we lose like two hours of our life just to commuting. And waiting to get picked up. The oh, lines God, are absolutely yeah. insane. So, Ala, uh, what do you think? Uh, I agree with Myla. Uh, the best thing about it is definitely the fact that I can't get distracted anymore. Because um, I, I definitely know that that was an issue last year. And definitely seeing my friends because I definitely thrive better in an environment where I'm surrounded by other people, as counterproductive as that sounds. Um, and like the worst thing about it, first of all, getting ready for school. Because I could roll out of bed and be ready for school in like 10 minutes last year. But now I have to like get dressed and like actually look presentable and like care about what I have to wear to school. And that's just a personal thing, but I think that's pretty annoying. Yeah, we can't I mean, wear personally, I Personally, I don't care what I wear to school either way, but of course that's <laughs> an issue. Yeah, so Cosmos, what do you think? Um, I agree with Milan all about the seeing the friends and um, it's nice because it's not as easy to get distracted. Um, I also think that one of the worst parts is that um, you can't sleep in as much anymore because you have to leave pretty early um, and you also have to look presentable and there is like a very long commute. It's about two hours there and back. Mm, Definitely. The getting up early, I hate that so much. It was so easy when it was online school because it always started late. Yeah. Yeah, for me, the commute was such a problem. I ended up having to move to be closer to the school. So right now, commute isn't much of a problem for me. But I don't really like having to keep track of where all my things are. Like when I was in online school, all my stuff would be at home. So I would know where to find everything. But now I need to remember what I took home from school, what I should keep in my locker and... um, it's easy to lose things. Yeah, and I feel like also, because mo- a lot of schools still haven't started yet, the commute is going to get even worse from here. Like, if you think it's bad now, when school starts for everyone, there's going to be so much more traffic. It's going to take like 10 minutes longer to actually get to school. Oh, delightful. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Especially when <laughs> parents go back to work, too. That'll be a big yeah. yikes. Yeah. So, on the other hand, how are you guys feeling about the amount of homework that you have? Do you think 
that teachers should give more or less homework? What are your opinions? Well, right now the homework isn't too bad because we're just, you know, we're all getting back into like that. It's annoying to turn in your homework online, but honestly, school has just barely started. So I don't think homework is much of an issue yet. I'm sure it'll go up. As for homework itself as an institution, I think some of it is good, but a lot of it is definitely not. Then again, if we didn't have homework, maybe our performance would be way worse. It's, there's no real way to know. Maybe it is homework that's making us like as good at schoolwork as we are. What about you, I mean, I mean, personally, I think it depends on the class. Um, like, there's a very clear difference between math homework and like, I don't know, art homework in terms of how useful it is but but the issue is a lot of teachers assign really repetitive homework and that could be good for like learning about patterns if you're doing something like math but it also limits like critical thinking skills so on tests and stuff like that you're only used to doing what you have been doing on the homework in terms of like patterns and and like in that way it's not really that helpful and so you're just stuck with loads of homework and it doesn't really teach you anything, you know? But just generally, it's not my favorite thing to do. I think that a lot of students agree with that. But it, it, it depends on the usefulness for each class and each teacher. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so how about you, Cosmos? Um, I would prefer if instead of having homework, if school was just increased by a couple of hours so we wouldn't have any homework. But that's just my preference and I know a lot of people wouldn't like that. But I also think with like in terms of like things like math homework, um, they should be more reflective of the test. Because what I've noticed is that the homework is significantly easier than the test, which I don't think should be a thing. That might be true for specific classes. I don't know. Some classes, the homework is actually harder and it's kind of confusing. Like recently, I had a science test that almost had nothing to do with the homework. And it was kind of confusing because I didn't know what to study for. So yeah, a discrepancy between the homework and tests for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. That has been a recurring problem with all the years I've been to school. And in particular, I do appreciate that math homework lets us practice more. But I think instead of having only one type of problem on the homework every day, uh, maybe there should be a range like on the test so that we can be more familiar with all of the um, things that are on the test at once instead of having to go back and review stuff that we did a long time ago just to study for the test. So what you're telling me is you like Saxon math homework? Because that's the only homework I've seen that really does that. That gives you a variety of problems. I don't know about what kind of math homework you're getting, but for me, it's just the same kinds of problems over and over again, like for each specific lesson. They used to have those like Saxon math like textbooks, right? Where they give you like problems from like every lesson you did beforehand and ones from that specific lesson. Have you guys, have you never done this? Saxon math is like an integral experience in your childhood. You got to experience no. it. Pun not wow. intended. On a similar note, what do you guys think about tests? Do you think that they can help motivate you or that they might limit you in some aspects? 
tests to an extent are motivating like but you have no like idea to learn the material unless you are actually given tests but too many makes it so that you're just studying for the test you're not learning for the sake of the material but i don't think many people in general who go to school are going to learn for the sake of the material so it's kind of like you have to strike a balance but i do think tests are useful I agree and I also think it's more so tests are also useful for teachers and learning and like knowing what kind of material the students need to study. But in that way I feel like quizzes or like um, repetitive like classwork like classwork checks are better um, for the teacher to know what kind of material the students need to like review. But I mean tests they kind of make sense. There's no point in learning um, if like you don't like if the material doesn't stick with you um and i guess tests are a way to motivate that although i don't think any student really likes tests as a whole again i do think that technically they are useful yeah i can get that it would be interesting like maybe the adrenaline of taking a test i guess like a test with high stakes might give people like an interest in taking it what do you think, Cosmos? Um, I think tests is a way to um, um, assess what uh, the students have learned is a good idea. What I don't like is the amount of weightage they have on your grade. Because, like, one bad test score could, like, really drop your grade and basically ruin your entire course grade for, like, the entire year. And I don't think that's very fair. Because you could have just had like either a bad test day or maybe you were like struggling with the material. So um, it shouldn't be worth that much, like as much as it is. Yeah, I definitely agree with Cosmos. And also I don't like that a lot of times different subjects will have tests or quizzes at the same time because it's very time consuming to study for many tests at the same time. And also the day that you take them um, it's likely that students will be burnt out by the end of the day from all the test taking and can't do as well on the later tests than in the earlier ones. I also have to mention standardized tests are a whole different like can of worms. I think tests in general like teacher given tests are a lot more useful than standardized tests because those tests kind of force teachers to teach students like certain things and learn a certain way and they're kind of branded as bad if they don't do that even when certain students have like different things different ways they learn or different things that they want to learn and standardized tests don't really leave any wiggle room or anything they're kind of too standardized and people are like too forced into that mold yeah and um Specifically, standardized tests are created for the purpose of test scores rather than actually knowing the material. Because, um, like, you'll see colleges specifically or like high schools um, posting about their students' like average SAT or ACT scores, and sometimes they're really, really high, and you're more focused on getting the high score and memorizing exactly what you need to learn rather than understanding the math material, understanding the English material. And also, like Cosmos said, um, like some kids aren't like mentally prepared um, to take tests or like they're not like mentally at that state where they can focus on school. So if they're too like depressed or, you know, too 
anxious or whatever to do well on a test, that could mess up their entire grade, even though it, it could either be a one-time solution or that student really needs help, but they can't get it. And that test score doesn't accurately reflect what like their true potential is for that class. Yeah, for sure. And like standardized tests kind of like assign people a number. When you talk about like what kind of score you get on a test, people kind of correlate that with your intelligence a little bit, even though it's just one test. And for like every student, that's not the only test that they've ever taken. So it's not always representative of the student in general. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. It's like labeling someone. Mm-hmm. I also think the thing with uh, standardized tests is that there's way too many variables for the data to actually be useful. Like um, people come from different environments and then there's like, like students have different backgrounds. The teachers could have been not very effective and even the test design could affect the results. And also standardized testing causes like um, the curriculum to be focused specifically to test uh, test standards, which makes it so that um, like students can lose on a lot of opportunities because um, they're they're being um, focused on one specific thing. Yeah, definitely. So moving on, tests can create so much stress on students because of like the consequences of getting a bad score. And school in general just produces so much stress. Do you think that this stress is unnecessary? Or is it maybe actually helpful for learning because it gives students like an incentive to push themselves? Me personally, I work better under pressure. So I work, I think, I think tests work fine for me and they're actually pretty helpful in my case. I know, I realize that in other cases this might not be true, but for me personally, they're good. So I usually don't get too stressed about school, but if I do it, it's like productive stress that helps motivate my performance. On the other hand, when I do get stressed, like when I have a bunch of tests coming up or too much homework or some other commitments that are interfering, it really is tough. It's unnecessary and it does impede my performance. School should not be stressful. Like for some people, stress helps, but school should like the majority of people stress doesn't so school should kind of cater to that and to an extent like a little bit of stress like the stress of a test coming up is help students learn but i think the level of stress that we have right now is not conducive to a good learning environment so i'd say yeah there's a bit of excessive stress and no it doesn't help students learn yeah i agree with Mila. i mean the entire purpose of school obviously it wasn't necessarily built to be that way but the idea of school is so students can learn, right? And stress isn't gonna help um, students be like incentivized to actually learn. It's more memorization, which like are very different things. And so like students, when they're studying for tests and whatever, doing their homework and classwork and stuff like that, when they get stressed, they're not enjoying the material that they're learning and school becomes less effective for them. And I feel like when you're stressed, you don't want to go to school, right? Or at least for me, like when I'm super stressed, I just want to drop everything and like take a nap or something. So stress kind of personally for me pushes me away from school. And I would really prefer if like you couldn't, if I didn't have stress, but the school system wasn't necessarily built to be that way. Um, 
like we talked about previously, it's more like standardized testing and like test scores that are like the main purpose of school. So obviously it just needs like more improvement in the school system itself in order to actually increase the effectiveness of school and how much people want to learn. Yeah, I also think that we come from a private school, so our experiences might be a little skewed or different. At the beginning, of course, in elementary and middle school, I think in most like public schools, it's not much of an issue and most people aren't that stressed. But then when it gets to high school, it's kind of a jump in stress. That's not so much the truth in private schools, but there still is too much stress, especially in high school. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Cosmos? Um, I think the reason there's a jump in stress in high school is because high school is what matters to get into a good college. And then um, it's kind of been ingrained that you need to get a good college to get into a good school. I think that uh, stress in school is unnecessary, at least for me, because um, uh, like stress kind of makes me want to work less. Um, like what Ala said, um, it makes me really unmotivated and um, and just having stress is just like, it's not going to help me in any way to do my schoolwork and then that's going to make me not do well in schoolwork and then that increases stress and then it's kind of just like a cycle that you get stuck in. Yeah, I feel like for me, stress makes me really not want to learn. Like ultimately, and sometimes for certain classes, I just say that like I don't care about it that much anymore. Like I don't want to learn the content that much just because of all the stress. Like I feel like I'm being forced to do well. I'm being forced to learn the content instead of actually voluntarily choosing to. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially being in a private school, your parents are paying so much money to the school to try to get you educated and so they can put a lot of pressure on you how important do you think that grades are to you versus like to your school or to your parents to me grades are important but that's only because they're means to an end and that end is naturally getting into college getting a good job and everything that comes after that grades on their own are not very important other than like when it's fun to like Occasionally, I'm not saying I do this all the time, brag to your friends about how you did better on the test than them. I mean, of course, if they agree to that. But grades, honestly, on their own, they don't really symbolize much because there are so many people who struggle to get good grades because of other factors. Maybe there's something going on at home. Maybe they just don't learn well in the environment where they are. Maybe, you know, maybe they need to learn a different way. So grades on their own on a macro scale are not that important, but to me, yeah, they're important to an extent, as far as where they get me where I want to go. I don't know. For me, I feel like the way that I've been raised and the way that, like, the environment I've been set up in, grades become super important to me, and I feel like I unnecessarily attach my self-worth to them. Um, and I know I shouldn't be doing that, but, like, a lot of kids do, especially the fact that we go to a private school. So, um, like our parents can definitely use the fact that they pay like lots of money as leverage and we're like oh oh no we have to study and get good grades not just for ourselves but also for our parents so like they're not spending money for nothing um but i do think just generally like uh mila said grades aren't necessarily reflective of how successful someone can be um 
and especially depends on like the career you want to go into and like the kind of stuff that you want to pursue afterwards so it, it like grades aren't necessarily that important in the grand scheme of things but for me personally i like grades are super important to me especially depending on the like the kind of stuff i want to go into after high school um i agree with all of that i, I put way too much of an importance on grade as like a reflection of self-worth um, I also want to go into medicine, so getting good grades is really, really important for that. So I do think grades are really important to me, but I uh, I agree with Neil in the sense that um, I don't think it's that, Im- like, they're not, um, the grades don't really reflect a student because there are a lot of outside factors that go into grades rather than just how well you do at school. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Cheryl? So I definitely agree with everyone in that I don't think grades should reflect one's self-worth or like how well they're doing or like especially not their intelligence because intelligence cannot be measured that quantitatively. But the problem is a lot of people at our school tend to consider grades to be their self-worth or their intelligence. Um, And I've even seen people make fun of others for not being in as advanced classes as them. So it is a big problem at our school and in private schools in general. So I I have to say I'm guilty of both those things, like um, attaching my self-worth to my grades as well as, um, you know, like kind of lording the fact that I'm in advanced classes over others a little bit. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. Grades, you can't really measure. I agree with Cheryl that you can't really measure things that way. And it's kind of pointless to do that because in the long run, is any of this going to matter? No, it's not. Yeah, like especially when you're applying to jobs, I don't think your employer is really going to care that much what course you took in high school. You know, it's like there's so many things that you can do with your life after you're out of high school and out of school in general that it's just, it's not enough to determine how well you're going to do in the future. Yeah, and I feel like also, sorry, oh sorry, I feel like specifically, uh, grades are definitely a part of the, like, the way that determines what gets you into a good college. It's not the only thing that matters, but it's definitely a part of it. But the thing is, if we're talking about, like, medicine, because both Cosmos and I want to go into that career, there are plenty of good schools first of all that will take you after like a bachelor's degree regardless of what your um high school grades were and uh it's not really dependent on if you got like a b plus in ap chemistry but um and it's like specifically uh schools don't necessarily matter well obviously it does matter um a little bit but um if we're talking about medicine the schools don't necessarily matter that much as long as you know the material and you're ready enough to be a good doctor or whatever other kind of career you want to pursue. So I feel like we put a little bit too much pressure on high school grades considering the fact that in the grand scheme of things, they're not the things that necessarily determine how good of a, like um, how Cosmos and I were like mentioning, how good like a doctor that you'll be in the future. For me personally, um, I want to get into a BSMD program. So in that sense, high school grades really do matter because you're basically applying to medical school outside of high school. 
Um, so in that sense, yeah, but I also think that um, uh, rather than looking at like, um, rather than just looking at grades, colleges should focus on other aspects because although there are other factors that go into college admittance, the biggest part is your GPA, which I don't think should be a thing. Yeah, and especially now there's just so much pressure to get good grades, but is it, do you think it's worth it to give up like your good mental health to be better than everyone else in terms of grades? And is it also possible to have good mental health and be very successful? But is it also possible to have bad mental health, but still be successful? Honestly, it depends on what your definition of success is. There are, of course, going to be, like, successes that are, like, you are, like, maybe you get a job, but you don't have much else around it. So you're successful in what you're doing in your job, and that makes you happy, and you have good mental health around it, and the job doesn't demand too much of you. You could also be successful in starting a family or starting doing, like, a passion project. There's... A bunch of different like definitions of successful so of course you can have good mental health and be successful you can also have bad mental health and be successful except that's almost not you shouldn't do that it it really depends on how far you're willing to go to be successful if your success is like a stepping stone to like a final product then maybe if you're willing to sacrifice your mental health for now to get to a place where you can really like you know, be comfort, like safe and comfortable in your mental health, then maybe it's worth it. But if this is like your end and you feel like you're going to be here forever, don't do that. You're more important than any job or anything you need. It doesn't matter. Like in the long run, you are all that you'll be taking with you. So, you know, protect yourself. Very wise words. Yes, wise words from a wise old geezer in high school. <laughs> you know, Ella, what you you're think? actually probably the youngest of us hey don't reveal my age <laughs> anyway back on topic although what do you think i mean yeah definitely like um your own personal self is what matters the most um yeah i pretty much agree everything with what you said i don't really have necessarily nothing to add uh the wise young geezer pretty much took the words out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you Cosmos, what about you? Um, I think it's possible to be successful with bad mental health and be successful with good mental health. Although, uh, once it gets to the point where your mental health is too bad, you can still be successful, but you really should focus more on your mental health than being successful. Because there are things that are more important than being successful. Although maybe being successful will give you a good mental health space, I don't think it's worth sacrificing um, your mental health to get into that headspace. Yeah, like especially for particularly stressful jobs, like um, if you choose to do a startup or something and you have to work multiple people's jobs at all times, it's definitely not worth it to sacrifice your mental health because not only will your startup probably not do as well if you can't do all the jobs well because your mental health is bad, it will also impact your health greatly in the long run. So, um, yeah. Yeah, to an extent, it's like if, you, if your startup grows to a position where you can like 
take time off and still have passive income, then maybe it's worth it. But if you plan to do this forever, like I said, it's not. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, and then also, going back to what Mila said about like the definition of success, it's also the issue, can you be truly successful if you're not happy? You know, like, you can be successful, but it's kind of artificial. If you're not truly happy or content with what you're doing inside, then you won't really feel like it's that much of a success. It de- like I said, it depends on what you define success as, mm-hmm. right? Like if success is one thing to you, success should not be defined in the eyes of the outsider. Like if you want to get a big house because you think people will think you're successful if you have one, don't get it. Unless you really want a big house, what's the point? You're not going to be happy there. And of course, like Aristotle said, happiness is the key. We're all aiming at a happiness here. Of course. Yeah, have you guys ever considered another path other than college? Because right now, so much emphasis is placed onto getting into a good college, getting into a good major. Because it seems like that is what will land you essentially a good job. But there are other options, like you could join the military, you know? Have you ever thought about any other options? I've thought about it. I know my life plan and I'm probably going to stick to it, but I've thought about other options and I think they're valid and pretty good too. Like, if if you don't really know what you want to do with your life, maybe like going to military and not having debt, consequently, is a good choice for you. I mean, yeah, um, same as Myla. I'm pretty much confident in what I want to do in my future um, and other options like, you know, the military or taking time off doesn't really fit into that. Um, and it's also more just like morally, not, okay, not morally, but like personally what your interests lie in. Um, college is not the only valid option. And um, there are tons of other like things that you can do and still be successful and happy in your life, tying into like what we we're talking about like just now. Um, but it like, for me personally, it's not something that interests me and it's not something that I'd ever like, genuinely consider doing at least in the circumstances that I am in right now. And I realize that like, I have a lot of privilege in saying that, like knowing I have enough money and stability in order to get into a proper college. Um, I agree with all of that. Um, we are all in a very lucky position where we do have the opportunity to go into college. Personally, I've never uh, um, thought about doing another path. Like I've looked into it, but like it was never really a serious thing because I've known for like years that I want to go into medicine. And to do that for like most careers in medicine, you have to go through um, college. And then if you want to become a doctor, you have to go through medical school. So I never really considered doing anything outside of that, but there are a lot of options that um, if you don't want to go into college, you should definitely look into. So I'm not sure if this applies as me seriously considering it, but a long time ago, like when I was um, not even a teenager yet, I actually considered going into a conservatory and becoming a professional musician, but I didn't think that would be a stable lifestyle and I don't think I can do it. Um, So yeah, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do in the future, but I do know it will probably involve going to college. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much the same as all of you guys as well. Like there are definitely so many other options than college, but personally I've never really considered the other ones that much 
And also in terms of college, you will have to choose a major eventually. And have you guys noticed that your parents might push you to do specific subjects more? Like push you to become a doctor or go into CS? I mean, there's always that like Asian parents joke that's like, Oh, I only gave my son one option. He had to become an engineer. Oh, I gave my daughter three options. She could become a civil engineer, an electrical engineer, or a mechanical engineer. I mean, there's always those jokes, like you can either become an engineer or a doctor. My parents have been like supportive and I'm not planning to become either an engineer or a doctor. So I guess that worked out for me. But there definitely is a push to like away from certain subjects that may be like, I mean, I guess this is generally like in society regularly, like a push from like the arts maybe, or like some subjects that might be scrutinized for not making enough money or not being lucrative enough or not being enough to like subsist on. Like, Cheryl talked about wanting to be a musician, but maybe that won't work because there might not be enough income coming from that. So it's really like in your best interest, like what would work out best for you? I don't think they, if I wanted to be a musician, they would have helped me find a way to, you know, subside on that. Though, because I think my parents have been pretty supportive of anything I wanted to do. I can't necessarily relate to the example that Myla gave um, about uh, like stereotypically Asian parents pushing one or a couple specific careers on their children. Um, but my parents definitely have tried to push me or like my dad specifically has tried to push me to go into like more STEM or math related stuff. And uh, like, or like engineering or graphical designing or CS or whatever. And I, I mean, I do want to go into STEM, but not in any of those topics. So um, it definitely took a while of convincing to like tell my parents I, that I don't want to take APCS. Like I would like rather, I don't know, eat a frog than take APCS. Um, but like after a little while, they've generally become supportive. But I do think that support like is a little conditional because the career I still do want to go into is like thankfully very highly esteemed and successful. Um, it'd be a different story if like how uh, Cheryl said, like going into music, I don't have that kind of musical talent, but if I did, and if I did want to go into music, I don't know necessarily how supportive my parents would be. They wouldn't look down on me necessarily, but they, I don't think they would necessarily pay for, and like I realized, again, it's a lot of privilege for my parents to like be able to pay for like my college institution and whatever I want to do outside of high school. Um, but like they wouldn't necessarily go out of their way to help me pursue a career in like the arts or something like that if that's ever something I did end up wanting to consider. Um, I agree with what Ala said because even if I wanted to go into an art related field I don't think I could it's kind of to the point where like I've become so focused on going into medicine I really don't know what any other options are which I realize isn't a great thing but um lucky for me medicine was also something I've been interested in for a very long time so that worked out well so yeah so for me, both my parents were electrical engineering majors, so there's like a big pressure on me to major in like CS or something like that. And for now, um, I actually am considering that. I am taking APCS right now and feel ever so slightly offended by Allah's comment 
but um, anyway, yeah. But I'm still not sure what I want to do in the future because I don't really have a passion for any particular field. Yeah, I think personally, my parents have really pushed for CS specifically, and recently got I recently got super into physics, like astrophysics, which. Like, they're accepting of it, you know, but they're still trying to push for CS. Again, kind of like that stereotypical Asian parents pushing for CS. I can relate to that because I'm super into business, but my parents are telling me that I should consider, like, dual majoring or doing, like, a bachelor's in CS just so I have something if business falls over, which it isn't going Mm -hmm. to because there's a lot of jobs available for people with, like, MBAs and even bachelors in business, but it's kind of hard for them to see that and they keep pushing engineering on me. I see the logic of their statement and I'm probably going to end up doing that, but it still is kind of tough. Yeah, definitely. And especially in, like, you know, the stereotypical Asians and CS, what do you guys think about diversity in each field? Like, a lot of people assume CS is, like, dominated by Asians. And what do you think about, like, gender diversity in college and different majors? Do you think there's like a gap between STEM and liberal arts in terms of how many females to males they have in each school? I I think the gap is getting better actually. I think a lot of colleges have more female students than male students, which is a really great jump and it's happening more and more. I I do think that in STEM fields and whatnot and math and stuff like that, there still is a gap. But it's being bridged every day because there's a ton of like inspiring role models, like in the movie Hidden Figures, people we know. Like I know a bunch of people who came over here and are like thriving female engineers and whatnot. And it's it's getting better. Race diversity is still a struggle, but I think mostly here we can paint it from the Asian point of view. It's kind of hard. Like you know, in colleges, it's like they accept less Asian people because it's it's like. We're not exactly like disadvantaged or extra advantage or anything like that. It's kind of like there are too many of us getting in in our own mirror because that's something that these cultures value, which does make it hard because we have to work like a lot harder than other people to get to the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that's mostly like, but in a different way. <laughs> exactly. The ideal would be where everyone is, you know, there's like an equal number of every race, everything like that. There's, or the ideal would honestly be where that's not even like a consideration. We wouldn't have like affirmative action or we wouldn't have to talk about like getting more people in because they'd already be there. And that's not even something anyone would consider when getting someone. It would just be purely merit, nothing else. I do agree with um, Myla that like slowly the gender gap between like specific, you know, like STEM um, majors and careers is definitely closing. But there's also like, I've seen a lot of online women specifically um, will talk about how if they did manage to get into like good STEM courses and stuff like that, which obviously props to them, it's difficult regardless of gender. Um, they're definitely not as valued in the classroom or in the setting as uh, their male colleagues and how they get like talked over all the time and how they're not as or how like their peers don't see them as credible because they're women. So I feel like it's not necessarily the specific percentage of men to women that needs to get worked on because obviously every person is different and how like Myla said, 
um, gender and uh, race too shouldn't necessarily be a consideration. Um, but it's more so the stereotypes that come with it and definitely the way that people see different genders and different races in those specific fields and the stereotypes that are attached to them. Um, I agree that the uh, gender gap is getting smaller, although it should, it's, it's going at a very slow pace. And also, I agree with all of that uh, the gender gap isn't necessarily the thing that needs to be fixed, but rather the way that um, different genders are treated in the workplace. Because uh, this is something I've noticed firsthand with a friend's mom, where uh, she was, she's like, she, I believe she was like a director and she was being talked over by a lot of other people, even though she had a higher position than them. So I thought, um, so I think that there are things that even though the uh, gap is getting smaller, there are other things that need to be worked on for it to be truly equal. And uh, like the thing that Mila said, um, the thing with uh, being judged entirely on merit at this point, that's not entirely possible because a lot of people don't have the access to a lot of resources that we do because uh, of their race. So I think as of right now, being judged purely on merit isn't a possible thing, but I do think it should be something that should be more accessible in the future that um, people can be judged purely on merit because they do have access to uh, very similar resources. Yeah, I definitely agree with everyone in that like the gender gap is not a cause, it's more of an effect of how the system is right now and that things would improve if the system were changed. But um, I also acknowledge that it will take time for this change to happen and it won't be something that can just happen overnight or like in one year or something. Yeah, and even though it's... Like we've come a long way since the very beginning where women didn't even have the right to vote. And like a lot of people try to say that it's better but there's still studies that women are getting paid less for the same job or I think there was a study a few years ago where they sent in two identical applications to Yale one female and one male and the male was accepted before the female which does show that there is still this issue that is present but hopefully it will get better in the future and another huge issue is kind of just the way that our system is structured it's quite quite complex and there's so many things that we have to take into consideration and so what are your opinions on the American school system at like a macro scale and about like what do you think of the public school system versus the private school system um well I've already expressed a lot of my opinions on this but I do think everyone is lumped together in one group that kind of should all learn the same way and some schools do better with the like hands-on and like different styles of learning some schools do that less and i guess private schools at least we don't really have this problem because most people who come to private schools are accustomed to like the method of learning that they have and ours private school specifically does better with that than a lot of other ones we do have a lot of like hands-on learning and less lecturing but i think for like public schools the it's more like there should be different kinds of schools or like different like subsectors where people can learn. They should be given like a test or like observed to figure out how they learn best and be taught that way. 
which I think would maximize everything. Also, in terms of Common Core, this might be just me, but I think Common Core underestimates students' abilities, and I think they can do a lot more than that if they're just told that they can. Of course, it might be that might not be true, but from what I've observed and experienced, that is. Um, I feel like, um, like Myla said, a lot of different people have different styles of learning, but I also don't think that necessarily taking a test to see what what kind of learning is best for you isn't necessarily that effective, because at the end of the day, it again, it really matters on the subject and it really matters on the teacher and how they decide to teach and how effective that that teacher specifically is. Um, I think it should be a mix, and if a student has like a personal issue with the way that one of the classes is taught, like maybe they could bring it up to their own personal teacher. Maybe they can um, like bring it up with the school or something like that. Uh, but as of right now, the way that the American school system is, especially for uh, public schools, I don't think it's like a lot of people know that I have an issue with this. Um, I don't think it's maximizing the effectiveness of this teaching and um, the way that it works. Students and teachers both, I know, have a big issue um, where it's just sitting in a classroom, taking notes on a screen, and then that's it. And it doesn't really engage with that kind of material. Thankfully, um, especially the school that we go to, um, our teachers are more, um, how do I say this? Our teachers are more connected with their students and they make sure to do all kinds of activities, all hands-on and like on the board to make sure that every kind of student gets like the learning that they need. But for public school specifically, I've seen that a lot of students aren't able to thrive because their teachers don't necessarily have that flexibility. Um, for me, I agree with that. Like, I do think our school does have um, a lot more um, hands-on activities than most schools do. And I do think that really helps me learn. Because um, up until uh, I went to public schools up, um, like through sixth grade, and a lot of it is just um, a lot of it is just based on like it's all like lecture and homework based stuff. And uh, our school doesn't really do that. However, I did notice this was a big issue last year because uh, well, we were all at home with quarantine and we didn't really have much to do hands on. And I noticed I struggled uh, with school a lot more than um, I would have. Um, and I think as a system as a whole, um, part of the reason public schools aren't the best is because um, uh, a lot of people don't get the same opportunities like based on where they live and um, based on where they live, your school is then affected because schools are paid by property tax. So if you don't live in the gray area, you're not going to have a great school and with that you can't get into a great college and then uh, with that you're going to end up living in a poorer area so it's kind of just like a cycle so I think as a government system that should change uh, so people have access to more opportunities than they would or like everyone has access to equal opportunities to get into good colleges and get into good jobs. Yeah, speaking of which, I think in one of my classes, I learned that like 70% of the people who get accepted into certain colleges are from private schools. So I acknowledge that all of us here 
are very lucky to be able to have this opportunity, but also that like public school um, teaching styles are definitely not very compatible with either the teacher or the student. Um, I came to the private school in seventh grade and before that my elementary school was a public school and um, not only did the teachers not really try to um, interact with the students to find out what teaching style they preferred, oftentimes the teachers would just not um, care as much about the students like, and their grades individually as over here. Like here we have office hours where um, students can come to get independent assistance from teachers. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and speaking of yeah. teachers and kind of the whole school system in general, do you guys feel like you can trust your teachers to kind of teach you well and make sure that you're understanding everything? Well, our teachers at our school are really good and I trust them. And the teachers at the public school that I went to for some time were also pretty good. I, I They were like, they cared about students learning and there was a lot of like, it was a very interactive environment. We had in one of the classes, we actually, one of our teachers brought in like a bunch of different chairs, like yoga balls and rocking chairs and like bar stools. So we could stand if we wanted to. And it was, it was great. It was like really like accepting of all different like learning stuff. Like there were a few kids who were like, had like some issues with anger or maybe had ADHD and they were allowed to just walk around to calm themselves down or, you know, to get themselves back on track and focus. So that was great. And that was all the teachers. So that was like, it was my experience at a public school was a lot better than most. At other private schools, I've actually had a few issues with the teachers who didn't, weren't exactly like, they taught the content fine, but they weren't, the interaction with the students wasn't the best. Right now, I trust my teachers, but it does, it, it's like a 50-50 with me. It really depends. Yeah, like Milo said, it, it does depend on the teacher. Um, I've been really fortunate to get teachers, especially this year, that I feel like if I need to, like, I can trust, um, not just with school, but also like as like emotional support. Um, my pride obviously is not gonna let me do that, but I know that if I need to, I can and they'll support me. Um, I know a lot of my friends and just people I know in general aren't as lucky as I am in that sense um, because a lot of like teachers, they aren't finding necessarily enjoyment in their jobs. Um, either they're too burnt out about it or they don't like kids. Um, I've seen that issue a lot. Um, so it really depends on the way that the teacher like deals with their class, deals with their classrooms and their students and how much they enjoy actually like teaching, you know, because you can tell when a teacher enjoys being there versus when a teacher is just there because they're forced to because that's their job. I think this year I was really lucky with the teachers I got because um, all of them are really good teachers and I know I can get support from them if I need it. I think the issue with one of the issues I had was like with public school teachers um, in elementary school they were great and then I got into I also went to lottery school and public school uh, for, uh, for elementary school so that was like slightly different than other public schools. 
Um, and um, it was like considered one of the top uh, public schools in the state. So in that sense, I had like a really good um, public school experience in elementary school. But uh, in sixth grade, it wasn't that great because one of my teachers was really, really bad. Um, like he was a nice person, but uh, didn't teach anything. And um, so I think that that was an issue I found with the teachers. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, th like last year, I think one of the issues was with online school. I found that online school really does not work for me because I can't have like, it uh, It doesn't help me focus very well. Yeah, so I think we have to move on now and our time is almost up, but we have one last question that you guys can just unmute and then shout out your answer. Is that if school was optional, considering the fact that your parents would need to send you somewhere else, thought they can work would you still want to go to school i mean yes i enjoy school i enjoy learning and it's very hard future like i i and a lot of this stuff i'm learning is useless i'll admit that but a lot of it is actually useful i enjoy interacting with people learning new things in general so yeah yes i'd still go to school plus my parents need to i mean that's irrelevant but still i go crazy in the house all day not doing anything yeah same exactly what milo said um, I would absolutely go to school if, um, even if it was optional, but I think in order to do that, in order to motivate students to go to school, even if it was optional in this hypothetical scenario, there needs to be a lot of changes in the school system in order to actually convince students to go and want to learn. Because right now, like how we all previously talked about stress and the way that teachers aren't necessarily interactive with their students, um, that's a big part and a big turnoff to some students not wanting to go. Um, I would also like to go to school, but I think one change that should be made is that instead of having like all of these courses required to do, um, I think a lot of people know generally what they want to do in high school. So for kids who haven't figured that out, they should have the opportunity to do all the different courses. But for people who do know what they want to do and do definitely know that they want to go into that, at least for high school, they should be able to focus in on that. Yeah, like if I was also given the choice, then I would definitely go to school, even though it is pretty stressful at times and um, I don't necessarily like it always. I still feel like the opportunity to learn is good and I'm very happy that I was able to get this chance. Yeah, this was a great session and that is all the time we have for today. But I'd like to thank you guys for your time and thank our listeners for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> Bye. We'd like to thank our guest speakers, Alla and Cosmos, as well as Polly for editing and recording, Cheryl for performing the music that you are hearing right now, and Mila for scriptwriting and general moral support. We would also like to thank our English teacher for inspiring us to create this podcast. Last but not least, we'd like to thank our dedicated listeners for supporting us. See you in the next episode.